Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Show it. So show it, please. Let me give you a chance to show it. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. We pray, speak to every single one under the sound of my voice today. Let them live here blessed. Let them live here transformed. Let them live here informed in the name of Jesus. Let your word come in power. Let it come in faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you and bless you. We arrest the devil and every activity of his to take our minds off, to distract us, to get our attention on other things. We curse him and rebuke him now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that your word will have free course in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. What a blessing it is to be in church. Are you excited? excited? All right. Well, it's good to see those of you who have just returned um, from home. Those of you who have been with us all along, what a blessing it is to still be with you. Amen. Amen. I believe that God has something he wants to tell us. And like Pastor Lungani said, anything that will try to take your attention is the devil. Because let me tell you something. In the next, I'm preaching for 50 minutes. In the next 50 minutes... Nothing will happen that if you don't give attention to will change the world. Nothing. I mean, you've been around for 22 years. You have not changed the world. You won't change the world in the next one hour. Do you understand? So, listen to God's word. God's word is what has the ability to bring a drastic change into our lives. If we give it attention. So, give it your full attention and you will be blessed. Amen. This morning also, I'm a little nervous, so I would like you to encourage me with your amens. You, you listen first. I want you to encourage me, one, with your amens. Two, with a smile on your face, a good look on your face. Okay? Don't frown like you're having a menstrual period. Do you, do you get it? How will we know? We, we don't know. Do you get it? But when you make a certain look on your face, then we are beginning to think, what's the problem? Do you, do you understand? So a good look on your face. Then the number third one is, number three or number third one is, clap from time to time when you have to clap. So clap your hands for Jesus. And then number four is, shout when you have to shout. Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? Yeah, Hallelujah. We've been talking about prayer. All right? And I want to continue with that today. Amen. Okay, I want to continue on that today. Okay, for those of you who are not around, we've, had, we've been talking about prayer for, this is the third Sunday, am I right? Yeah, first we talked about the mysteries of prayer. And we said prayer is a mystery. Okay, because number one, God is mysterious. God himself is mysterious. When we say something is a mystery, it means that we, it's difficult to understand it. 
you, get, you don't totally and fully understand it. You don't understand why it is the way it is, why it's presented, why it has to happen. You don't even understand. Do you see? And God, to start with, God is a mystery. And prayer is also mysterious because it's a, we don't understand what prayer, why we should pray. When God knows everything we are even thinking or even imagining, he knows that thing already, but he wants us to tell him. Do you get it? And then one of you said, why, why should God want to hear again? Then I reminded of you, those of you said you have been in love before. When you were in love, although you knew that the person loved you, you always were happy when the person, person said it, that I love you. It's not different from the one before, but you, are, you, you know it, but you want to hear it again. Is that also? It looks like that's how God also is. Amen. I went to an engagement um, party engagement what do you call it members so the one we went for recently members so i went for one many years ago and this guy was coming to read the place where he does the proposal and he gives a ring so he let the girl sit down in a chair all of us were there and i was on the high table and let the girl sit in the chair in the middle of the the crowd then he knelt down the girl's name was pumeza so he knelt down in front of Pumeza and then he held Pumeza. Bring it here. Pumeza. Is it right? Am I right? Yeah. So Pumeza said yes. Then he asked again. Pumeza. Then she, ah, ah, look, one, two, three. So I thought he was asking three times because Peter denied Jesus three times. And Jesus also asked Peter, do you love me? Three times. So after the third one, I thought he was going to stop. Then he went to number four. Then he went to number five. I was sitting on the high table. And where I was sitting, my eye could see the Pumeza. So I look at Pumeza. I say, say no. <laughs> because look, me, I'm hungry. They keep, you keep asking Pumeza. She has said it five times. You are still asking. Seven times. So I signal Pumeza. I said, Pumeza, just say no. Just say no. Say no. Once you say no, but what will happen when she says no? The whole thing will come to an end. Although the end will be cataclysmic, it will be an end. Do you get it? A, a sudden end, boom, like that, shock and all. And then we'll go and eat. Even the guy will be angry, he will eat. So there will be more food for those of us who want to eat. So God also wants to hear it again. Amen. That's what prayer is. Do you see? And then last week we talked about what happens if you don't pray. When a Christian does not pray, a lot of things happen. One of the key things we mentioned is that when you don't pray as a Christian, your life is left to chance. Which means anything that happens, happens. Then you say, oh, it is what it is. It's not what it is. There are demons that are roaming in the spirit realm that determine what happens. Do you see? So you will say, oh, let's just leave it to chance. Meanwhile, a demon is sitting there making sure that your breakthrough doesn't come. So I said, let's give an offering. And the offering is supposed to bring a breakthrough into your life. But I said, let's pray over the offering. Then you say, oh, what will happen? Is that not so? Whatever may be, will be. Is that not so? Yeah, so let's just, it is what it is. Do you see? So let's leave it. 
what will happen, what is written is written. So we will wait and it will happen. If it happens, if it doesn't happen, that's life. You'll be sitting there, it will not happen. But the one who will pray will see it happening in their lives. Hallelujah. Today, so then, now we all see that it's important to pray. So today we want to learn how to pray. Amen. How to pray. Because now we all realize that we need to pray. If you don't pray about who will marry you, you'll be a young lady, you'll be there, you'll grow beautiful and everything. And nobody will marry you. People will sleep with you as for that one. It's free. But none of them will think about marrying you. Yeah. One lady, she died. She died in a, she was a nurse. And she died, she was dying. And when she was dying, she had, she had HIV. And she had written a, a list of all the doctors and the workers at the hospital that she had slept with. And she had put a note under this. The reason why she was writing this, all these guys, none of them talked about marriage. And she had given the HIV to all of them. Yeah, in return. Yeah. Do you understand when we say a quick pro quo? It means you do this for me. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yes. So she also gave it to them like that. So if you don't... <laughs> Look, let's read the Bible. You don't believe me, so let's read the Bible. Luke chapter 11. Let's read that interesting piece of scripture. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and he finished... As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. So, prayer, you have to be taught to pray. Amen. You Let's read it. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need. Forgive us our sins and forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, verse 5, he used this story. He says, suppose you went, you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. And you said to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out of his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door is open unto him. Your father, you fathers. So verse 11, you fathers. If your children ask you for fish, do you give them a snake instead? If they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you, sinful people, 
know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. The first thing I want you to know is that you have to learn to pray. Amen. You have to learn to pray. You don't know how to pray because you have not learned how to pray. Verse 1 says, and when he had, when Jesus went to a certain place, verse 2, and when he had finished, he, the disciple, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord or Master, teach us to pray. No, verse 1. It's in verse 1. You have the whole book, so you have the answers. Verse 1. It says, and one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. If you are not taught how to pray, if you don't learn how to pray, you cannot pray. So, I'm calling on you today to learn how to pray. Those who come to church, you see them praying. They have learned how to pray. We have learned how to pray. When I came to the church, I could not also pray. I was just like you. When they say we should pray, I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to behave. And it's even worse when you are standing next to somebody who knows how to pray and is praying. You begin to feel, what is wrong with me? Do I have a demon? What is, am I a witch? It's, you are not a witch. You have just not learned how to pray. Amen. And if you don't learn how to pray, you cannot pray. You, it, it don't happen to you by magic. And just by the way, Magic is also learned. Amen. How many of you have been to a magic show before or you've seen on YouTube magic? The people who are doing the magic, they learn it. It's not like they have some superpowers. Every magic is just a trick. It's just a trick. But they learn it. They practice it. Because if it was some super mystical powers, they wouldn't need to practice. They wouldn't need to practice. They just come on Friday, they do abracadabra, beam, la la, beam, then boom, they have disappeared. Do you, you, you understand? Yeah, but they prepare for it. They even set up for it. it should, even the fact that they set up for it tell you that they prepare for it. So it's even learned. If you don't learn how to pray, you cannot pray. What's your name again? Sandile. Sandile, if you don't learn how to pray, you cannot pray. Prayer is not even just like dancing. You see, dancing, some of you come with a rhythm already. Natural rhythm. Do you get it? Some of us don't. Do you, do you, do you understand? <laughs> but some of you just have a rhythm. Even that one, there are some, when the new moves comes, you, come, you have to learn it. Do you see it? Today, my favorite move is this. So I seem to, it, it works in the inner man. So, yeah. <laughs> you learn it. It's like riding a bicycle. How many of you can ride a bicycle? Usually they use riding a bicycle as something that is easy to do. When you can't do that, it's, oh, it's easy. It's like riding a bicycle. But many people can't ride a bicycle. How many of you can, you cannot ride a bicycle? You don't know how to ride a bicycle. Yes, you, I know you can't ride a bicycle. Yeah. You don't know how to ride a bicycle. You don't. Do you know how to swim? Yes, but you don't know how to ride a bicycle. Good. How come that you know how to swim? How come that you know? I also can ride a bicycle, but I cannot swim. Do you see? So it's the reverse. You are surprised. 
I can't swim. Unfortunately, so for me, water means death. And over 60% of the earth is covered by water. So the earth is a danger to me. The earth has a a 60% chance of killing me. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, that's what it means. Means once there's water, if you can't swim to you, it means death. It means you are going to die. You drown and die. You see. Now, how did you learn how to swim? You were taught. You learned how to swim. That's how come you can swim. But you can't ride a bicycle. Why? Because you have not learned. Not that you are scared. The scare is, and if you were to learn how to ride a bicycle, you will not be scared again. No, if you were to learn. No, me too. I'm scared. Like my doctor, I asked, my doctor swims very well. So one day I asked my doctor. I said, how can I? I I told my doctor, "I, I can't swim. My doctor said, oh, it's very easy. So she said to me, do you understand science? I said, yes, I, some things. Osmosis, photosynthesis, and reproduction. I understand. So, yeah. Do you see? And, 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 and which one is E is equal to MC squared? That's Einstein, eh? Yeah. Do you get it? I understand that one. Do you get it? Good. So she said to me, lie in the water and don't move. You won't, I, told, I told my doctor, I only want to float. I, mean, I don't even want to do backstroke. God is fighting for us. Bullshit. No, I don't want to do all that one. This is how I praise you. No, I don't want to do all. I just want when I fall into the water, I don't die. I don't drown. Whether I go this way, I go that way, doesn't matter. I just don't want to go under. There are three places I want to go. Forward, backwards, side and side, and then up, but down, no. That's all. Then my doctor said, oh, that's the easiest. So I said, really? So, just lie in the water, don't move, don't be lifeless. I said, hey. So he said, she said to me, that's why dead bodies don't sink. Do you get it? So I look at her, I said, doctor, you know something? That's why I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> The dead body, they can't see what I'm seeing. So once you can swim, or once you can do something, it overcomes the fear. Do you get it? That's what I'm saying. So the fear is not the main reason why you can't do it. It's you're not knowing how to do it. When you're going to write exams and you are not prepared, are you not afraid? But when you are prepared, the same exam, how come you don't fear it again? Because you are ready. You have studied. That's how prayer also is. If you learn it, you can do it. Once you learn how to pray, you can do it. So when you come to church and we say pray, we start, that's even one of the reasons why you should desire to come to church early, to catch the prayer time. Prayer is not for some special people. That Oh, the prayer is for that tall lady over there, her husband and the bishop. No, it's for all of us. All of us have to pray. Do you get it? So you have to decide. Look, you have to decide that you come early so that you can be part of the prayer time. Just as you are trying to come early. I was excited the way you were all happy when we were going to dance. You should keep clap for yourselves. Please clap for yourself. Because when we dance before God, God becomes happy. 
So it's a good thing. I was happy. It's like I, I asked Pastor Lungani, why is everybody standing in the middle? Then he told me that oh, they need they want space to dance. That's oh, then let's remove all the chairs so that we can all dance. When we finish, you all go and take your chair. Then you come and put there, you sit down and listen to the preacher. After all, the church is for us. It's no, we are not we are, this is our church. So we can push the chairs to the side. So we have a, a lot of space to dance. So I was very happy about it. It's a good sign. The same way you should be ready to come during prayer time so that you can learn how to pray. Because if you don't come for those sessions, you will never know how to pray. There will be no need for you to pray. Therefore, you will not learn how to pray. Amen. Like, for example, I don't swim. But if I'm caught in a situation where it's like it's life and death, I'll be forced to believe what my doctor said to me that just lie down and be lifeless because initially when the weather the, the water comes at first natural adrenaline will kick in do you get it and i will want to but when i realize that in the struggle i'm drinking more water common sense will enter into my head and all my stubbornness will die do you see and because man's first instinct is survival your basic the man's basic instinct is to survive is survivor so survivor after adrenaline has pumped survivor will kick in and survivor will make me remember that your doctor said to you just be lifeless and that day the spirit of obedience will enter into me and i'll be lifeless do you see why am i saying so i'm saying because the pressure is on you when you come the pressure turns on you and forces you to learn to pray so when the person who's leading the prayer keeps there, oh, if you don't know what to say, just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, then you will now start to obey it. But if you are not here, that is the beginning of learning how to pray. Children learn how to talk, not by growing up. Have you not seen grown-up children who cannot talk? They learn how to talk by listening to other people talk. So for a child, anything you say, they try to repeat it. Anything you say, they try to. So, a child that cannot hear cannot speak. That's why deaf and dumb, they go together. Once the person cannot hear, they can't speak. Meanwhile, there's no problem with the mouth. The problem is with the ear. The ear cannot hear. So, pastor, why can't they speak? They've not heard anything for them to repeat it. So, when they see your lips moving, they don't know that sound comes out of your mouth. So, you see them moving their lips but they can't say anything. The only way they can talk is by hearing you. So when you say, come, then they look at, go, go, Then very soon you see the same child be saying, come. How did they learn that? By hearing you. So when you come and you hear other people praying, you also start to learn to pray. You see, oh, the person who leads the prayer, when she's there, she says, when she's talking, she says, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. So you too, when you are there, you say you want to, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. So, let's begin to thank God. So, say thank you. So, then she will start leading. Lord, we thank you for... Then you realize, hey, 
God, it means he understands these things. Then you too, you will start to learn it. God, thank you for today. Th- then now your common sense, your natural ability, your natural intelligence will also kick in. Then you say, ah, if we can thank God for the service, then we can thank God for the food that we are eating. Then we can thank God for uh, uh, the job that we got. We can thank God that we are well. We can thank God that we, have, we, we, we went home, we arrived safely. We can thank God that we passed our exam. We, you use, then now your natural abilities also come in. But when you don't come to learn how to pray, you can never pray. You can never pray. So they said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Then Jesus said, after this manner pray, Jesus said, this is how to pray. Amen. Amen. This is how to pray. Then he said, when you pray, say our father which art in heaven. Jesus taught them what to say. So you see the person was leading a prayer. She was not making a mistake when she told you what to say. Jesus said to his disciples, this is what to say. He, says, this, he, said, he, said, to, he said it twice. He says, after this, when you pray, say our father. So he said, this is what you are supposed to say. This is what you are supposed to say. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Jesus said, when you are praying, pray about these things. One, pray to thank God. Acknowledge who God is. Okay, I'll go into this when I get a chance. But he says, our father which art in heaven, me, acknowledge who God is. Prayer is like asking somebody for something. If you don't have a relationship with the person, you can't ask the person for anything. Until I knew you, if I were to meet you in the street, and so can I have 10 rands for cold drink? I don't even mind you. I don't even mind, I'll just pass. Because I don't know you. But now that I know you, if you, had, you meet me in the sense, so, Bishop, can I have 10 rounds to? I'll think about it. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. do. Do you understand? Why is it different? Because now I know you. So prayer is answered based on relationship. You pray to somebody you know. So he said, remind God that this is your relationship with him, that he's your father and you are his child. So he says, say, our father, address God as our father. My children call me daddy. Once they say daddy, I remember that they are my children. And they have a way of saying daddy, which means that they are coming to ask me for something. Yeah. They have a way of saying daddy, which means... They are coming to ask me for something. And I know how they say it all the time. So I say, they say, as soon as they say it like that, I said, no. Daddy is not here. <laughs> Daddy has traveled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they, they are looking at me. They say, I say, I'm not here. So, but I said, can you see me? I'm not here. I've traveled. Can't you see that I've traveled? <laughs> yeah, because I know they are going to ask me for something. Hallowed be thy name, which means thank God. Bless his name. Hallow means, to hallow means to lift something up. So he said, say a prayer, address God as your father, and bless his name. Hallow him. And then the third one, he said, I'm showing you five things you should ask in prayer. One, thank God. Two, pray for the church. He said, thy kingdom come. What is God's kingdom? God's kingdom is the church. So pray for the church. Pray for one of your constant prayers should be prayer for the church. 
Pray for the church. When it comes to pray for the church, pray for the pastor. Pray for the church members. Pray for the church to work. Hallelujah. Then he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, pray for the will of God. We all want to be in the will of God. Next verse. Pray that God provides for you. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Pray for forgiveness of sin. Verse 4. Pray that God forgives our sins. Forgives your sins. Because we all sin and we sin regularly. Pray that God takes you out of evil. And he says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Pray that God delivers us from evil. If God doesn't deliver you from bad things, only bad things will happen to you. So, this is how we are supposed to pray. Pray for these things. Then after he taught them, we'll go into this properly, but I'm coming to something. After he taught them the things to say in prayer, he told them, you need very important keys when it comes to prayer. So he told them a story from verse 5. He said, how many of you, if you have a friend, and you go to that friend at midnight, and you say to the friend, I have a visitor. And I don't have any food to give him. I've come to borrow bread to give to him. And he says, look, it's late. It's late. I can't wake up and come and give to you. It's late. Please, stop bothering me. But the Bible says that, and you go on persisting and knocking. Although he will not give you because you are his friend. Because of the timing and everything. Your shameless persistence. It means, if you said, my version of the Bible said, if you knock long enough, he'll be forced to come and open for you. When it comes to prayer, you need to be shameless and you need to be persistent. Very important. I'm sharing with you two, two important keys when it comes to prayer. You need to be persistent. That's number one. Persistent. Persistent means you don't give up. You keep doing it till you get results. You keep doing it till you get results. You need to be persistent. And number two, you need to be shameless. The reason why many of us don't pray is because we are ashamed. We are saying, let's pray. You say your neighbor will hear you praying, so you are ashamed. So some of you pray like snakes. That's even this one. I'm talking about those of you who pray. You pray like snakes. What do I mean? Some of you have been praying in your head. Now, you can't pray in your head. That's thinking. Hello? You missed a good place to say amen. amen. You can't pray in your head. That's it. So, we are at a lecture. Okay, I'm preaching. I'm going to preach in my head. Amen. Are you enjoying the preaching? Amen. Ah, but I'm preaching very, no, I'm preaching very powerful, you. call the ambulance. I say, hey, today, Bishop. Yeah. So when we say, let's pray, pray about your school. And you are just there. You are thinking. You are not praying. That's not prayer. Prayer must come out of your mouth. I say, must come where? 
out of so you, you have to open your mouth to pray you can't say you are praying you are, i don't want my neighbor to hear look when you are praying we don't we we, we are never bothered apart from unless you are leading the prayer holding a microphone we are not interested in what you are saying to god we also have things to talk to god about do you think i come to church to come and hear your prayer hey me to have things that i need god to intervene over uh, or in. So when I come, even you can be next to me and be praying, I don't bother listening to you. You can be right next. When we are praying, I don't listen to what Pastor Lungani is saying. My problems are not Pastor Lungani's problems. So he should sort out his problem with his God. Me too, I'm sorting out my problem with my God. Yeah. So if you, if you are coming, you feel, hey, okay, they are going to see me praying. One day, one day I went to a prayer meeting with some children. We were praying. I had a retreat with them. Praying powerfully. The place was on fire. Then some four or five boys walked in. As soon as they walked in, all the girls, they started to straighten their hair, started to straighten their dress, straighten their bottles, straighten their... And you don't even know what they were straightening. And they all just became cool. Five minutes before the guys came in, those same girls, when the boys entered, You know what shocked me the most? These were 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 13, 14, older, 16. Look, nowadays the girls, they start early. No, they start, they train them very young. They start very early. Yeah. No wonder they retire also early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you see 26, you are looking like a grandmother. 26-year-old girl, you should be at your prime. You are looking like a gogo, somebody's grandmother. Yeah, because you started early. Four, 12, you have started. So by 24, you already have 12 years experience down your belt. Yeah. Your breast is almost at your waist level. Because so many people have pulled it. Babies, older children, I mean, guys, everybody has... Had the pool. It's like bungee jumping. Room, then it goes up. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Who is the one who tempted me? Who tempted me like that? You have to be shameless. Brothers, if you are going to learn to pray, you have to be shameless to learn to pray. To be, it's a church. If you can't pray when we are in church, where else can you pray at? Where else can you pray when people don't? Is it the nightclub you are going to pray at? Who are you praying for? The DJ? DJ Scotter. You are praying for DJ Scotter. No. It's, you can't pray in church. You can't pray anyway. So you have to be shameless. I said you have to be what? Shameless. shameless. So I don't want. I want 
a guy who so when I pray when I pray in the church, the guys won't like me. Oh, please, a guy who, who doesn't like you because you don't pray is not a guy you should be with. You should avoid that guy like the devil. Yeah, you should avoid him like Osama bin Laden. Seriously, shameless. So I, must, I don't know what my friends will say. Then they, those are bad friends you should have. You, are, you have. I said, those are bad friends you have. You have friends who can pray. Friends who are happy you are learning to pray. So every single person under the sound of my voice, learn to pray and come to church to pray and come and do it shamelessly. Our brothers over there, they pray shamelessly. It doesn't matter where you are. They pray. They wear that they are cassock. And then they will just be moving. Then they will come. Then they will come. Then they will come and exercise. Then go exercise. Then they will go. They are praying. No matter where you are, whether it's on an aeroplane. Where, one day I was traveling from, from New York to Zurich. You will be there one of these days. Now, as we were waiting to board, it got to the time where they pray. And it was right after September 11th. It was exact one month. September 11th was the 11th of September. This was the 11th of October. One month exactly after. That's why it, st- it stayed with me. Then I saw, I saw them, a couple of them. Just by, they just put their mats down, then they started there. Yeah. Hey. Then, so I kept watching them. I said, these guys, they don't know. <laughs> so, they finished, then it was time to board. So we all went on to the flight. When we went on to the flight, they were on my flight. I watched all of them. Watch where this one is sitting. Watch where this one, watch where decide I won't sleep all the way nine hours of travel I'm not gonna sleep I'm watching these people because you never know when one of them will decide to give their life to God so I was watching them when this one moves I'm watching where are you going you've gone to the bathroom once how can't you keep it in it's only nine hours can't you keep it in why are you moving so much what, why are you not sleeping? We've been traveling for seven hours. You have still not So watching them carefully. Yeah, because I wasn't ready to go to heaven by that time. I was going to get married. I couldn't wait to hey, I couldn't go to heaven at that time. Yeah. Shamelessly, you will know. Today's Christians, we are ashamed of even Christ. We don't even want people to know that we are Christians. Some of you have started coming to church. You don't even want your roommate to know that you are coming to church. Yeah, you, you sneak out of the room like a thief. Yeah, it's like you don't even, when you are dressing up, you don't even turn on the light. Dress in the dark, just in case she opens her eyes. Then you sneak out. By the time she, where, so where did, and then when you are going back, when you are going back, you, you, I mean, you just do your things like, oh, like you went to watch soccer. And then on your way, you pass by where they play their soccer. Then you go, so where, do, where are you coming from? Oh, I went to watch soccer. Oh, even, even James saw me. Mandla, he, I met Mandla there. Meanwhile, you came to church. You don't want anybody to know. Hallelujah. 
Shamelessness. If you are coming to church, come to church shamelessly. Come, let everybody know. I remember when I walked into first year university, I walked into one lecture room. When we started, I go a couple of times. Then I saw that, ah, I was sitting in my room one day. We had been in school for just maybe about two weeks. Then I had a knock on my door. When I opened, I saw a lady there. She said, oh, I, I, I mean, I mean, she mentioned one of the courses, either Echo, Echo 201 or 203 or something like that. I mean, I, I mean, this lecture with you, I said, oh, really? I said, okay, so what can I do you for? So I was passing, I was passing, I decided to stop by your room. So I look, and then, ah, I saw my room was the last but one room. Yeah, 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 my room was the last but one. No, two. So I was something five, two. And then the last room is, ends at four. So it's like, after that, there's nothing. So I look outside. Passing, I said, oh, okay. All right, sure. Nice seeing you. So I was watching for her too. And then there was nowhere to go. So immediately I saw that, ah, the bad girls have noticed me in the, <laughs> in the class. And I used to be a very handsome young man, you know. So I said, oh, all the bad girls have seen, the bad girls have seen me that have come there. <laughs> I said, no problem. I told myself, I know what to do. The next day when we went for lectures, and in the morning, the place was packed. And I usually used to come late. I, me and the lecturer, we come around the same time. <laughs> as soon as I enter, then the lecturer will enter. As soon as he says, see you, next, oh, then I'm out. And I'm always by the door at the back. So as soon as I say, no, I'm gone. But somehow, 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 the bad girls noticed me. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll fix this problem tomorrow. So we came for lectures the next day. And that lecture was our most common lecture. The, the one that everybody does. Yeah. Everybody was sitting down. Then I entered for the first time from the front of the lecture room. I never knew what the front even looks like before. I mean, I've been in the school about three weeks, one month. Entered from the front. Then I took the lecturer's microphone. When I took the microphone... Everybody was surprised. Some of them, they have never seen me before because I'm always in my corner. So I took, and I look at them. I said, I have a very important announcement for all of you. Everybody was shocked. This guy. So I saw some guys, they were standing. I said, look, you, you guys over there, sit down. Sit down, I have an announcement for you. <gasps> Then they started to sit down. I said, before I make this announcement, let us pray. Hey! <laughs> then I said, every single person, close your eyes. Then, you know, you always have these naughty boys who think that yeah. the world is under them. Whatever. I said, you, close your eyes. I'm talking to you. Close your eyes. <gasps> and they closed. Then I prayed. Then I preached to them. Three minutes. I said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hands, I'll pray with you. Then one person, two people. I said, stand up, I want to pray with you. The hope, the way you are quiet, that's how the place was. Because they were, they were shocked. Because they knew me. When they see the way I've dressed, the way I'm coming, this boy, bad boy like us, we are going to go to the nightclub with him. So they had a shock. Even the Christian brothers were shell-shocked. 
led them to Christ. When I finished, I said, God bless you. Then I put the microphone down. Then I went out of the door <laughs> this way again. Then I entered from the back. Yeah, when I entered from the back, I saw some two girls. They were sitting there. One of them looked at me. She looked at me with, her, with both eyes like that. I was even afraid. And she, said, she pointed at me like that. I was so afraid. I just walked to her quiet. Then she said, sit here. And I sat down. That was it. From that day, university became easy for me. Two things that happened from, to me from that day. All the people in my lecture room, they saw that I'm a Christian. They don't have time to call me for parties, for useless things anymore. And number two, those two girls, they helped me with everything that had to do with the course till we finished university. Yeah. 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 Those two girls, one of them got first class and the other one got second upper. One of them is a lecturer in a university in America right now as I speak to you. She, he, she looked at me like that. She pointed at me. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I said, ah. they taught me everything in the university till we finished. Yeah. But if I was ashamed, I, was, I didn't want anybody to see me. Some of you don't want anybody to even see that you are a Christian. When you are singing, even you go, you have enjoyed the church. You are singing, God is fighting for us. And then your roommate asks you, oh, what song is that? Oh, it's not any song. It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Can Rihanna sing this song? It's Rihanna because you want to look cool. You want to look fly before your friends. Ah, shame on you. When Jesus hung on the cross naked just for you to be saved. Hey. So you need shamelessness. Then the second important key, as we learn to pray, or even before we get there, prayer is our opportunity to ask God for things. When we pray, we have the opportunity to ask God for things. He says, ask, and you will receive, verse 9. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and anyone that seeketh findeth, and anyone that knocketh, it shall be opened unto him. Then he gives the example that even we as fathers, as wicked as we are, when our children ask us for things, we give it to them. When they ask us for fish, for bread, we don't give them stones. When they ask us for fish, we don't give them scorpions. How much more will God not give us what we ask? You are denying yourself the opportunity to ask God for what you are looking for by not praying. The fact that you thought about it, some of you sit there and say, God is wicked, but you have never opened your mouth to pray to ask him for anything. But you expect him to give something to you. You expect, even Santa Claus, you write to him. I said, even Santa Claus, which is your parents, you write to them. Yeah, Santa Claus, you make your list, you write. I've been, dear Santa, Merry Christmas. I've been a very good boy this year. I only lied four times and I broke the glass twice. Please, I stole mommy's cookies also once. Not all, just half of it. So I stole it half. <laughs> so please, buy me a PlayStation 3. Or PlayStation 4, PSP, PS5. 
Okay, five. No problem. PS4, and add one so that it's PS5. Okay, four plus one. Okay, Santa, you know how to calculate. So PS5, please. Thank you very much. You have to write to them. If you have to write to Santa, it's God that you don't have to talk to. So maybe you don't have what you are looking for because you have never asked. The Bible says, you do not receive James because you did not ask. You don't, what you don't have is because you've not asked for it. There are things that I have that when my children ask me for it, I give it to them because they ask me for it. Sometimes even I don't want to give it to them, but because they ask me for it, I give it to them. I wasn't planning to give it to them, but because they asked me for it. There's something in my house. My son has asked me for so long. Now, the reason why I don't know how, I want to give it to him, I don't know how to give it to him. I pray he doesn't listen to this podcast. But the reason why I can't give it to him, because I have only one of it, and I have two sons. So I don't know which of them to give it to. So I'm saving money gradually to buy a second one. Then I can give both of them. Why am I going through all this? Because they asked me for it. Because they asked me for it. But if you don't ask, you won't receive. If you don't ask, you won't receive. If you do not ask, you will not receive. So learn to ask. Then you are in school, you are struggling with mathematics, simple mathematics. You are struggling. You don't ask for help, you will not get help. And the lecturer will have mercy on me. He won't have any mercy on you. Ask for help. Ask for what? Help. What you are looking for, you have to ask for it. If you don't ask for it, you won't, you won't get it. It won't be given to you. It will not be given to you. The same with God. If we don't learn to ask him for things, he will not give them to us. And prayer is your opportunity to ask God for what you are looking for. What is it that you are looking for? Ask God. Your health is failing. Ask God to heal you. You are struggling in school. Ask God to help you. Ask him. Ask him for help. You need a particular breakthrough. Ask for help. If you don't ask, you won't get it will just be some nice idea that you, you had. Some nice idea that you had, but it will never be met. From today, let us learn to ask God. And we ask God things when we pray. That's why you have to learn how to pray. Now, a very important thing, I close with this one, that we have to ask God for, and we have to ask God for all the time, is the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 says, 13. Thirteen. Luke eleven thirteen. Verse 13. It says, If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven not give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Jesus was specific in what we should ask God. He said, ask him. When you ask God for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. You will give it to you. You need the Holy Spirit if you are going to pray. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't pray. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot pray. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot pray. There are many things you can't do. Especially prayer. 
Romans 8, 26, the Bible says, Likewise, in this way, the Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. 8, 26. The Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. Why? For we do not know how to pray. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. The word infirmities is an old word for weaknesses. For we know, for means because... We know not what we should pray for as we ought to. So it says we have two problems when it comes to prayer. We don't know what to pray and we don't know how to pray. So even if somebody were to tell us what to pray for, we don't know how to pray for it. But the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, maketh itself, maketh intercessions for us. It means the Spirit prays through us, prays for us. In groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. That's why we must all pray that God fills us with the Holy Spirit. Without an infilling of the Holy Spirit, you cannot pray. You cannot pray. You cannot pray. You cannot pray. pray. And you cannot pray about the right thing. Next verse, he says that. For he that knoweth the mind of the Spirit. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit knows what is in our hearts and knows what is in the mind of God. So he intercedes, which means he goes between us and God for us. We need to pray for the Holy Spirit regularly. And we are going to start from now. We are going to start from when? Now, and we are going to pray and ask God for the Holy Spirit. Remember that I said, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when it comes to prayer, it's not thinking. You have to open your mouth and pray. So we are going to pray right now, and I expect everybody to open their mouth and pray. What are we praying for? We are praying for the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit. This is how to pray. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot pray. You will just not be able to pray. Stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Everybody standing. We are just praying for a little while as we close. Because this is, I I can teach you to swim, but until I put you into the water, you will never swim. Yeah, and I want you to pray. And what are we praying for? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And pray and say, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me, lift up your voice. Everybody, forget, like I told you, shamelessness. Forget about your neighbor. Don't try to impress your neighbor. Just pray to God and say, Lord, give me your spirit. 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 Lift your voice. Just begin to open your mouth. Forget about your neighbor. To feel alone, close your eyes. If you close your eyes, you won't see your neighbor. Just pray. And concentrate on God and say, Give me your spirit, oh God. Give me your spirit, oh God. Give me your spirit, oh God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083 773 1605. God richly bless you.